When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Welcome to a live stream edition of my podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget you can you can follow my podcast wherever you get them. Apple, Spotify. You're watching on YouTube. Of course you are right now because it's a live stream. But hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media, AMP, IRE. Always much appreciated when you tune in. And don't forget, you can read my work on ESPN.com. And as you can see, I have my pal Nikki Javala here from the Washington Post. We survived. We had a few scuffles out there today. The report into it out of the joint practices. So, you know, I'm just happy you should have seen Nikki was brawling with some of those Ravens reporters. I'm pretty proud of you, Nikki. Anyway. Thanks. We want to wrap up those two days of joint practices because I think it was a lot of good work. So we're going to spend about 15 minutes with that, answer some questions, call it a day, hope, hopefully inform you um, more than more than you were before before this podcast. Nikki, I do want to start at quarterback. And I'm not going to make a big deal out of this because it's not a big deal. Sam Howell's going to start. We know that. It's just that Ron Rivera was asked today, are you ready to name him? He's not ready to name him. They're going to go back and meet. He's going to talk to e- Eric Bieniemy, um, Tavita Pritchard. They're going to name him on Friday. That's the right. I mean, that's that's the. Ron cares deeply about sports talk radio and wants to give them something to talk about. So there yeah. you go. There I feel you go. Like every every year he said they'll have a quarterback competition, and every year they do not have a quarterback competition. Right, and this and I don't think right. And have you seen any reason? Yeah, if no. you anoint Sam as the guy going in, has he provided any reason to not be the guy? And here's the other thing. We know that they had pegged these two days as a key measuring yes. stick for him as yes. well. You know, the, the Brown pieces game, but these two practices, have you seen any reason to think no. that he wouldn't be the guy? No. And frankly, I mean, I say this in all fairness to Jacoby because he's, he's, gotten almost no first team reps he's he got like one day of it and that it and that's it but I still think Sam Howell has been the better quarterback at practices um so on that part alone I I think he starts but also he was pegged as a starter like in January so he's starting like it's not even a debate um whether Ron wants to say it now officially or ever um he's starting and he he has shown growth in my mind I I, I think you know, Ron said it and I agree with him. Um, but he did look, he looked poised back there. He looks yeah. confident in the pocket, um, which I think is, you know, 70% of it for a young quarterback. He, he just having that confidence. Right. And I think you see that and you're right. And I think that's always the thing that jumped out with him is poise, confidence, and, and just the playmaking. Now I, I will say like, I talked about him yesterday in my podcast. So I don't need to go over all of yesterday, and my quick impression today, and I want to get how you felt he did over these two days. There were a couple plays today. There were a couple. There were one or two series where the offense had a couple tough plays, uh, but 
I think there were times, and there was one series that we were watching, and the D-line looked like it was going about 75% with the rush, and it kind of came after some of the chippiness. Yeah, I think they knew what they were doing there. Right, and so because both both sides were doing that, both D-lines for Washington and Baltimore, but the defensive backs, the back seven, were going full. So you yep. still got to make some throws. And there were still a couple plays, even in that one, where Sam, I what I like is he knows how to he knows how to get up where to where to leave the pocket when he goes. Yeah. And yeah. he one there was one throw where he starts to leave it. He gets like kind of like almost starts to sprint out to his right as if he's gonna run, but he keeps his eyes upfield. And then I think it was base flashes and boom, yep. he goes. And there was, was another yeah, and there was another throw that I really like from him which shows what they like is that quick twitch throwing ability. And there was one where I think Terry, you remember this one, Terry coming across the middle, first reads over to the right. As soon as he sees him, that ball's coming up. That's when they talk about quick twitch arm talent, that's what they mean by see it go. He's not not saying, oh, should I? It's like, boom, there it is, go. So those were some of the plays. And, you know, we like, I like his mobility. That's obvious for anybody. So anyways, I'm curious what I, know, you- I, I agree with you. I think, and we have a good comparison and I, you know, sorry, Carson once, but we saw what could happen. It was a different offense, obviously, but we saw what could happen if you hold on to it a second too long. Um, and you, you don't see that obviously with Sam. Now this is a much, it's a different offense. There's an emphasis on the quick game, but you know, I, I think he really is showing what you want in a quarterback. It hasn't been perfect, but it he is showing that quick decision-making, um, you know, and working through his progressions. The one thing I always look for, just because I've, I've seen it so many times with younger quarterbacks, um, especially mobile ones, is they go through one read, and instead of working through the progression, they just tuck it and run with it. And you don't see that from him. When he no. runs, it's, you know, it's with intent. Um, and it's the right decision. Usually it's not a crutch. And I, I think that's incredibly promising. No, I think that's a good point because there have been, I've seen those quarterbacks here in the past and, yeah. you know, even in seven on seven, they would end up tucking and running way too often. Yeah. And with Howell and Jacoby, that's a last resort. And, you know, cause Jacoby's not really a scrambler, but Sam can't, could be more if he wanted to be, but he does. I think you're right. He uses it with the intent to usually get out of the pocket and keep his eyes upfield. And that's some of the stuff that I like with him. And he, uh, you know, he's had, he had some good throws here, but again, like what I, what I would say for him, he doesn't look overmatched. Like if you, I've seen guys like who have been drafted in these low fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, he doesn't look like them. And I know, like, we all know where he was projected and where all that, but the bottom line is this is where he went. He doesn't look like those other guys I've seen. And so that's why I think he's got a chance, but someone else brought up here, you know, um, Blaine, uh, who joined on the live stream, said a, a young QB is going to, I'll put it up here, going to make mistakes. Demeanor is everything. I think that's one of his strengths. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, shoot, you go back to, you know, when he's, I mean, the kids, kids always played when he's younger, right? And so right. you have to have a level of poise to do that. And they really like that. The, the bigger question I would have is the O-line. What did you think about them over the last couple of days? Uh, I mean... There were good moments, of course. Um, there were some questionable oh. moments where you just happen to see a lineman get run over or somehow laying on the ground. Um, it's a, to me, it's a concern. You know, it's it is a concern not just with the the starters at times. It's primarily with the depth. You know, and this team 
every year their depth has been tested, you know, be it at center, tackle, wherever. And I'm I'm not even sure they have a full serviceable second unit, to be honest with you. Um, they they have been uh, trying Ricky Stromberg at, at guard, which I feel like they should have been doing that earlier just to get him more work. Um, but yeah, it, it's a concern. And I don't know how you can really upgrade it at that point. Yeah, the guys are going to come on the waiver wire in a couple weeks when rosters are formed, but those are guys that other teams felt weren't good enough to make their roster. Um, so. And you, I, yeah, and know? I, yeah, I agree. Like the, the question I have with the depth is it's, it could be very inexperienced. Now, Cornelius Lucas, feel good about. I think Larson, if you, because right now, and the whole reason they're putting Stromberg a guard is to see, can he do it in a pinch in a game? And right. when I watched him over here over the last couple of days, I, I don't think he looks, I think he looks okay there. Like he looks somewhat comfortable. looks like he has awareness. looks like he knows what he's doing and he's playing, you know, good technique yeah. and all that. But what we don't know is if he, you know, can you, can, what more can you do yeah. there? Cause can you get yeah. out in space and do that? He really just has to do it in a pinch. So right now I'd put Tyler Larson ahead of him because he can do that. So yeah. he's at least experienced at center. But the, the other concern is that Sadiq Charles had to leave practice today yes. after he did, he was working early, but had that, has that calf and that's the knock on him. And if, and if he can't, like if you, if something happens with him, then Chris Paul has to start. Now you're even more inexperienced on the line, or unless you go out and find a veteran after cuts or something like that, or if you keep, you keep like a guy like Aaron Montero, who, if you're looking at who are the best linemen in camp, he of the backups, he'd be on there, probably, right? Maybe, right? So, right, or, or, right. Or, or you know, some of those younger guys. But I was gonna pull up um, their draft picks over the years. I'm, I, I know Sadiq was what fourth, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. If Sadiq can't last, and he's good when he's in there. I mean, he's got yeah. his base, his legs, his calves have his like calf muscles. Yeah. Johnny Drama would be very envious of his calf muscles for any entourage fans. But when you think about it, you think about the linemen they've drafted over the years. You know, 2020, Keith Ishmael no longer on the roster. Sadiq Charles, if he can't stay in, you know, he's he's moved all around the line, um, but he can't stay healthy. Um, Sam Cosme has been a regular. They moved him inside. I think he looks good there, too. I'm, yeah. I'm fairly optimistic about him. Yeah, and Chris Paul is young and developing, but the two O linemen they drafted this year, if you know Ricky could turn into a good player, but he's not going to start immediately, um, and we don't really know where and how much he'll play this season. And Braden Daniels doesn't look close to being ready. So, like that's if Sadiq can't stay healthy, those are three, you know, fourth round or higher picks to the O line over the last three years that are just not usable right now, which is that. That's not ideal, obviously. Right. It's not ideal. And I think build the I mean the draft is where you build the line. And if you're not able to use these guys and really develop them and keep them, then it's it's it, you know, it's the number one thing that I mean, they haven't gotten that right yet. They and the and you know, it is a it's a new group. They're still working together. So I get that. And I do think like Chris Paul, I like like he plays with some power. He yeah. had some good blocks the other day against the Browns. I think yeah. there are some times in this, in this pack now for him, it's going to be, does he have, you know, can you get out in space and the screens, things like that. 
And, you know, we will have to see that. But I do think he can help you in the run game. I'll tell you what, and this is where the run, the, the line can be helped is, and they did it against the Browns and I think Howe's legs, but yeah. moving the pocket a little bit, things like that. In yeah. the run game, I got to tell you, a guy that I really, really have started to like is Alex Armov as a fullback. And that dude, like that. that dude is physical. I was watching them, Nick, him in the one-on-one. So they'll do, for people listening, they they do like all these one-on-one periods. And you have like, it's a blitz period. So the linebackers are rushing and the backs and tight ends have to get them. Then yeah. they reverse and then the backs go off for pass. So one guy who really struggled there was Brian Robinson going against Roquan Smith. Right. But that's the kind of guy you're going to go against. Struggled with him in the blitz against the pass, in the pass situation. Got him. But Armand, Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith isn't your typical linebacker. He's but that's the guy you've got to block. I, he, I yeah. listen. I mean, but he's hey. like one of the best of the best. Like he is. I agree. My, mind, my favorite inside linebacker. So, so in a game, are you just gonna say, "Well, that's okay, that's okay, Brian"? No, but I mean, you're like you, hear that? you have to block the best of the best, or you can't. Block I understand. I, I I get it, but it's but the bottom line is that was a guy he's yeah. matched up against, no, and yeah, it was like. It was, He's yeah. going to be matched up against, and I think there've been other times he's been fine there. Like I think he's going to have a good year, but Arma in that was very physical. Oh, he's, yeah. And and I and then just there was a pulling play he had today where he's got a he's pulling and he takes out the or takes out he gets a DN yeah. doesn't like drive him out but he stops him and the yeah. run goes through right behind him. So like he's a guy that can help. If do you think there's a spot for him on this roster? Yeah, if Logan's yeah. still iffy, absolutely. I yeah, the I thing so. I really like about him is he's versatile. Like there was yeah. a day, uh, it was last not last week, it might have been the week before. I think it was the first week that Logan was out with a calf injury, but they they had him taking reps at the U position. And I mean he was catching, but he was probably their most efficient tight end um that day in practice. I mean, they had him running routes, catching balls, like he looked good. And that could that could give him roster flexibility not just position flexibility so right because i mean they're they're gonna need to keep you know at least four tight ends you know and he, he kind of he could kind of be that fourth but also give you the versatility of being a fullback which would help a ton right and i think if you have a guy like bates at tight end as a blocker him at, yeah. at a, so in certain run situations you have two extra good blockers on the field for you because i still think like a guy like Cole Turner, who's improved in that, but not always in a in the way that they may want to use these guys. Hurt Hodges, I think, still developing there. Um, so I think you you know it gives you some flexibility in the run game to improve the run game. And by the way, somebody asked about Stromberg making the roster. Stromberg's making the roster. This isn't yeah. about like I think that kid. I like I think in a in a year or two, I, to me, he's got to get a little bit stronger to to really kind of fully develop as a, as an NFL player. But I like what he offers in other in in as he's getting stronger, right? I think his yeah. base is good. I think his awareness is good, you know. Um, I think so. I, I don't worry about him. I just think the you know it's if Immediate. all goes well, he's not going to play. Yeah. I mean, right. so but yeah. So do you come away from these couple of days more concerned, less concerned about the line? I'd say it's about the same, honestly, because I, you know, it was up and down. It's been up and down in regular practices. Um, it was yeah. nice to see them go against another line. Um, but that, like anything, requires some context. Like you mentioned, you know, there were some periods where it wasn't a full speed rush. Um, you know, I think the one-on-ones are interesting. They're entertaining. I don't think they're... 
is, you know, a, a direct reflection of how good the line can be. Some players are better in the one-on-one. Right. Some players it's get – It's also made to beat the them. line because it's a pass right. rush drill. Right, right. I mean, I I want to see them in the preseason game. Um, I hope they get a full quarter again. We'll see. Um, but I would really like to see if, if they've taken any strides. I mean, the, it's still the depth for me. I, I think Wiley will be as good as he can be on, at tackle and, and kind of fix some of the technique things that were holding him up literally um, against the Browns. But it, it's still the depth. Right. And and by the way, Hermit Rob says here, because we're talking about tight ends and that Bates is looking good. And I agree as a blocker, he looks really good. Yeah, and I think the one thing, and you and I were talking about this today about like Cole Turner, the mm-hmm. one, the one question I would have, I don't, I don't always like to use the word concern because that just jumps mm-hmm. to a different level, but you know, he had the ball stripped against the Browns. He had a ball yeah. stripped the other day. Then there was a contested catch situation today where he wasn't able to bring it in that, you know, it's one of those where that's where Logan Thomas excels. So I yeah. think Cole yeah. Turner runs good routes and gets open. But I think in those tight areas, you know, is he going to be as consistent, not just getting open or getting to the ball or making himself big, but then securing it. Yeah. The strength, and- the strength of the catch point is huge. And I, I just look, and you mentioned this, that, you know, Logan Thomas is built like a power forward, but yeah. he can run through people a little bit like a linebacker at times. He is a, large human being but he's also a very smart player too you know having played quarterback now it's you know on the other side of it as a tight end I think if one of my biggest takeaways this over these last couple days is is that they really really do need Logan Thomas I mean they they have some young guys that can are still developing I like what I like what Bates has shown I think he's tried to really make himself more of a complete tight end but they still really need Logan Thomas. Agreed. And need um, so- him to stay healthy. There is still time for one more family adventure this summer. The country's largest climbing and zipline park is open seven days a week until Labor Day. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the perfect place to spend the last few days of summer. Once you're back on the ground, head over to Axe Throwing and try one of their brand new games. You can play Battleship, Blackjack, throw at traditional targets, or even upload your own images. They are now accepting group and family reservations for this fall. Can't make it out before school is back in session? Not to worry. The Adventure Park is open Friday through Sunday every weekend this fall. To end the summer right, listeners of this show can now get $10 off any ticket by entering the promo code KIME23DC at checkout. That's KIME, K-E-I-M, 23DC at checkout. There's still time to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. Right, so let's get to a couple of any, what are some of the other things that stood out, stood out to you about these couple of days? I still like their secondary. Um, it was it was good to see Emmanuel Forbes go against some some top receivers too, with Zay Flowers, OBJ. Um, he had a good first day. It maybe not as successful the second day, um, but again, these one on ones, you know, a lot of them it, it it's, can favor the offense at times. But 
you know, he did, he did get beat a, a couple times there. Um, and that's, I mean, again, it's to be expected. He's a rookie. He looks really freaking good as a rookie, but he's a rookie. Um, but I, I like the pieces they have back there. So I thought their defensive line, since Chase Young wasn't doing any team drills, their rotation there. And I think it's really interesting because you kind of get a glimpse of where they're using people and how they view certain people. And I think it's really interesting that James Smith Williams and, and Casey too, hell weren't the immediate fill-ins at defensive end like they were last year for Chase Young. Instead it was F.A. Obata um, the first day. And today we saw Andre Johnson get a, a number of reps with the first team. Um, so I, I think that's interesting. It kind of shows how they're viewing where certain players fit in best. And there was one series where two Hill got the reps first at right end. Exactly. And then Andre Jones did get it. And that's a guy like we talked to him afterwards. You guys talked to him a little bit longer than I did, but you know, he's someone he's who, likeable dude. He's, oh yeah. yeah. Why don't you go fill us in on that? Like he's, he is very likeable. Yeah. No, I, I just think he's, he's one of those that it's, it's very apparent immediately that he just wants to learn. He's a sponge out there. Like, He's out there praising his coaches for coaching him, like and Kerrigan, um, you know. And I, I, I th- how can you not like a player that, like that that wants to put in the work, that wants to get better? I mean, he's a physical freak. He knows it too. He does. <laughs> um, but I, I just thought he was. It was very entertaining, very personable. Um, seems like he's getting more and more comfortable out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's a ton of potential there. And I, I he's come on at the right time. Hopefully it continues he and he follows that, you know, upward path in the season. I think he would – they would – they would. I I mean, they'd have a real hard time putting him on the practice squad because I think you'd lose him because yeah. he's shown enough. He's, he's and, and he hasn't – like, he hasn't been this pro Bowl, but he's just flashed more. K.J. Henry's a different kind of rusher. K.J. Henry's a little Smaller. bit more power yeah. – yeah. yeah, whereas Jones has more flash to his game, and flash yeah. is going to yeah. draw the attention. And you know, but it did. You're right. He was talking about Ryan Kerrigan, how much yeah. he picks his brain, yeah. you know, and during drills or whatever, he really listens to him because he said he's a legend. And I'm going to point out something else out, Nikki, that you may not have known. He has mm. a tattoo on his left arm that says "Dream, Dream Chaser." Dream Chaser. So, so there you go. But it's, I like that. Listen, it's, I'm it's, getting it's that. the mindset. going to get it's it all, at the end of the season. I'm all about mindset, baby. He got so, it. He got it yeah. when the team was officially sold. And then Angela Rowe wants to know how the linebackers look. Does Cleek look as good as he did in the spring? My own take, and I'll get yours in a second. I think Cody Barton at times flashes and at times I'm not sure. And there were a couple of runs against the Browns where he's going behind the play and led to some runs. There were a couple of times in coverage in the two days and I'll be honest, like it was hard to watch offense and defense. And I stuck a lot with the offense because mm-hmm. that's where a lot of the questions yeah. are. Right. And yeah. so, but there are a couple of times you see Cody. So it's hard for me to judge his two days fully. I do think that Jamin is progressing and I think yeah. they, they seem to be more excited. They seem to be excited about him as much as anybody at that position. I think Hudson with a key still is there. Can he be that extra back? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and did, is, is, where's Mayo in that a Mayo will be on the roster special teams run defender. And then will will they keep a fifth one? But anyway, but I think, and one little thing on Davis that I want to point out, and there's, do you remember that big play he allowed? I think it was last year where the, the route over the middle to the back, yes. yep. it's like, how are they on him? So I wanted yes. to point out a route that he defended against the Browns the other day 
where remember that little out route on the first series? Yeah. Played it perfect. He yeah. took away the middle and the offense wants the middle. So they're yeah. willing to give up that fire, but he played it right. And I wanted to point it out because last year he played it wrong and this year, played. but anyways, so what do you think, Nikki, how have they looked to you? Yeah. I mean, I still think their best linebackers came curl. Um, but <laughs> I mean that jokingly, but also nah. jokingly. Um, I, I look for body language in the linebackers. Like I still feel like they're the weakest link on their defense. And that's, partly because they have a really strong starting line and are now really deep secondary. Um, I do like what Cody Barton has shown. I mean, I don't think he's going to be an all pro linebacker by any means, but I do like what he's shown back there. Um, He looks faster than maybe I was expecting. Um, And I agree with you that Jamin has shown some progress. I think one of the biggest things that stood out to me was after today's practice, he was, he was like doing sprints with Jack Del Rio um, and Jack Del Rio was giving him a hug yeah. and telling him good job. And yep. you know, so was Steve Russ, the linebackers coach. So they are noticing, I mean, and, and Jack Del Rio has publicly been one of his critics publicly, yep. which he hasn't done for other players. And so to see that I thought was, was pretty telling. What you don't real know is that after you guys left, I went back out and did some sprints too. So, yeah. you know, nobody was hugging me. I do, I do it. I do it away from the cameras. So just, yeah, just so we- if it's not caught on camera. Well, let me turn off my phone. So all right, Wayne Irwin wants to know, how has Chris Rodriguez Jr. looked this week? So I I like what I've seen from him. I do and I, you know, I think Not he does just because I wrote about him. Well, okay, you can tell, you can plug that story in a minute. Sorry, um, but what I, what I like about him is that the way he runs, just the style of runner. He's always going forward. And I saw him, I saw him with some good runs this week with that, where he's... He knows how to get through the hole. And some of those holes have been oh, pretty good for him, but he's breaking arm tackles because of how he runs. And at yeah. the end of his runs, it's always forward. Yeah. Shoulders shoulders forward, that's lean. I like that. And I think he also catches the ball better than what – and he always likes to point out, I'm catching it better than people thought. And I think he's right because he yeah. didn't have to do it at Kentucky. But, um, again, you know, you apparently wrote a Pulitzer winning prize about him, a story about him. So – so go ahead. What do you think? What do you think about him? No, I think he's looked good. Um, the vision, I think, you know, and it's, I hate, I don't like the comparisons to Antonio Gibson because it's, you notice it in, in running backs that have been running backs for, you know, most of their life. Um, I think Antonio Gibson, the trans, transition from receiver, um, you don't just acquire the vision you need for the running back position overnight. But you see it in Chris Rodriguez, just in like you mentioned, the way he's able to find his lanes and sometimes create lanes. Um, I think he's he's a powerful little thing. He's not huge. He's not Jared Patterson, but he's he's a powerful little thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I like him. Um, I think there's a ton of potential there. Steve Moody says this is the best depth we've had on D in a very long time. So I think the D line has some solid depth now. The questions I have there, because I still think they're still sorting through that defensive end position. And, you know, I think there's, there was this assumption, you know, James Smith Williams, Casey Tuhill, but the way they've rotated guys, the, the work they've got that they were getting late in that Browns game and on special teams makes you like, okay, maybe this is a more of a competition than you thought. And um, yeah. so what, what's going to happen there? Um, but then it's like, well, who are the, you have uh, Federian Mathis, 
He's been he's got the calf injury. We both saw him in that walking boot in Baltimore. And then Ridgeway, who's coming off the triceps, but he's you know, he's he's got the <laughs> if you had to drop a nose tackle, I always say if you had to drop a nose tackle and said, just draw me a picture of a nose tackle, it, there's a good chance it's gonna look like John Ridgeway. Yeah, so, or a I WWE can, wrestler. Yeah. Right, right. A WWE wrestler, right. <laughs> he is a thousand percent gonna be one after he's done. But he, um, I think so I like the depth there. I do like the potential for the depth there. And, yeah. you know, secondary, I love the depth. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Linebacker, I don't know that they have the depth. But I, right. but I think, and, and my take on Davis has been what I said earlier, but if you're playing behind this line and you're, this is your third year now, big things should be expected from yes. you. And yes. so, you know, this, this is made for you to have a, with that line, with your speed and skill, you should have a big year. But do you agree with this is the best depth? What do you think? How would you rate it? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I thought in 2020 they had pretty good depth. Um, when Ryan Kerrigan is a backup, I don't care if he had one good leg or not. When Ryan Kerrigan is your backup, yeah, you got good depth. Yeah, I do. I do think they have good depth. I like their interior still better than the edge. I think Montez Sweat is due for a monster season. Yeah. He's just he's just wrecking things out there. Um, my concern is more of, and I know depth we're talking about this season currently, but you know what does the future look like at this position? They're all going to be free agents. I mean, that's yeah. a concern, and if they're still kind of figuring out the pieces behind them, what does that say about? the coach's belief about that group, you know, well, I just, yeah. I also wonder, do they, how badly do they want to make sure they have guys under contract for next year, just in terms of affordability concerns yeah. for getting, if you, let's say like Montez, I agree with you. Montez has looked good. Yeah. Montez always looks good in the summer. And I'm, I think yeah. he plays well, but right. you know, I think we've been waiting for that year yeah. for him for a couple of years now. To have a Duran type of year and just finish. Yeah. But I also, I, I think for him, he just, again, the word is finished. If he can get just a little bit more help from that secondary, yeah. and it, as they say, hand in hand, right? Hand in hand. That, yeah, but it's, but with the ability to disguise the coverages, that's where the secondary and versatility and depth comes in. Yeah. And help him get home and get that because the guy's playing, the guy always looks good. And I, he, he plays well during the season. He's just got to finish. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I think, it potentially could be really, really good depth. I think of the secondary is the best depth they've had because the safety position has a lot of depth. Um, Scott Yeh wants to know, what do you know about Joe Gibbs's role and span of influence with the new ownership group? I mean, I'm sure he, I know he talked to Josh and they said he was an advisor. He's not going to really have a role here other than probably as a sounding board if they need it. Is that your understanding? Yeah, I mean he's he's a good friend of Josh Harris's at this point. You know, grew up a fan yeah. of Gibbs, so yeah, I, I, he's there. I think he seeks his input on some things, but he's not gonna. It's not like a formalized role or anything like that. In right. fact, I, I think it's actually the opposite that Josh Harris has more of a role in Joe Gibbs's racing company yeah. than, than this. Yeah. So, and I think it's more like I, I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure if there is a decision to be made on certain positions within the front office or whatever, 
that he would call Gibbs and say, what do you think? I'm sure he yeah. would do that. But, but Ron has done that. They've kind of done that right. already. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, Tim wants to know, how did the commander's defense do it containing a mobile QB? So in these workouts, like, you're really not going to see that. Like, Lamar Jackson is – we know – he knows he can run. They know he can run. He wants to work on his throwing. And I get, I, one thing I always give Lamar – not one thing. One of the things – is he really has worked himself into a better passer. Yeah. And I think you do that through the way they approach practice. Again, we didn't, I didn't see enough of the defense to say that, but I didn't see a lot of times where you look it up and say, oh, there's, there's Lamar doing his thing because that's not going to help their offense grow. And they have good receivers. And going back to the Forbes thing, I thought it was good for him to work against a receiver like Beckham, a different yeah. style, bigger, more, even more physical. There were yeah. a couple of times where he was beaten – a couple of times I saw him recover because of his speed and his length. And he broke up a couple of plays with that, but there were some, there was, I'd say probably a rookie, a rookie corner going against some veteran receivers. So I, I don't, but yeah, but as far as containing a mobile quarterback, that's not the thing. And here's the other thing, those quarterbacks that the mobile guys that hurt this team pretty much usually hurt every team, you know, Lamar Jackson's legs are going to be a threat to every team in the NFL. Well, Daniel, um, are we counting Daniel Jones and his like? Well, Daniel. Well, okay. So that's right. It, well, that <laughs> one is quarterback. Yet he always seems to like tear up the, the commander. Well, some of that is just like it's a blown assignment more than yeah. it is just getting that's hurt it. by a mobile quarterback. Washington. Where it's like play your, you know, the guy runs his own read. Yeah. Kind of look for it, man. That's but there. What I think where you can where this team can help itself, it goes back to the defensive back versatility. You can, right. if you let's say they're playing the Ravens in a game. You can go to that four-one-six front, so you have six DBs in there who can run. You could go to seven defensive backs with Curl and Quan Martin, the ability to play up in the box, or Derek Forrest up in the box, yeah. and and do it that way. Now, you know, you can. They have, have been to play more dime. I feel like they yeah. were at least in the early, in like the first couple weeks of camp. They were doing. A, they were going a lot of dime, although yeah. Curl was pretty much a linebacker in that role, but if we're counting him as a safety, then yeah, it was a dime. Yes. Okay. So Angela wants to know how Andrew Wiley did against the Baltimore defensive front up and down. I mean, yeah. there were, you know, I, and, and, well, I'd say, but yeah. Yeah. And I think because with him, a lot of the issues are footwork. And when you, yeah. you see him, uh, the oversetting, I didn't see as much of the oversetting, but I wasn't watching him every play. So if there was some of that, I wasn't seeing it, but I did see him. He lost a couple of reps. And there were a couple of times where I'm like, okay, he handled his own. So um, yeah. kind of, you know, a pro to me, that's kind of who he is. And I think the other thing for him is how much are they going to chip for him? You know, there are a couple of times where, and you see the backs um, practicing that a lot, like they'll practice going to chip and then going out for a pass. And I think like, you'll see, we'll see that to help him. Um, and I think like, do you, let me ask you this. Like, I think the run game can be, solid i think so too i think it yeah. should be solid yes i'm curious how much they're gonna use ag in space but i think the run game can and should be solid i mean i think brian robinson looks good out there good like, lot. um he slimmed down a little bit um which i think is very noticeable but i he looks I, quick through the hole very quick very quick and decisive yeah. so yeah i i think they can be quite good and, and that's where the the if you if you, again 
assuming they keep Alex Armour, then you have the fullback who can block. And if and Bienemy, I think in Kansas City, I want to say they use a fullback like 60 sometimes last year. However, they have Patrick Mahomes. That much. Well, I remember seeing the snap count. To them this year, they've said that they're going right. to. Right. And I think when, when you have Mahomes, you may not want, you may not need to use the fullback because right. you can right. throw the ball a little bit more. Right. So here, if, if they know like, hey, you're going to have to run to really control this for them and, and put the defense in a good spot, right. et cetera, that that's where Ama and then John Bates comes in as is good run, you know, help in the run game. Yeah. And then can Ama help in the pass game? And again, the pass pro was good um, right. in the one-on-ones. I mean, you yeah. know, so, um, but yeah, I, I have, I don't have as much concerns with their um, run game as I do with, are they going to give enough time? And then you, then the scheme is going to have to help with that as well. Right. Um, right. So let me see what, what um, did you, let me ask you this too. Is there anybody else that like any of the other young guys that have materialized for you or, you know, like, let me ask you, Jahan Dotson. I was just thinking that. Does yeah. he qualify? I mean, he's a first round pick. He yeah, was a young guy. And I, we, I, mean, I, mean, I think he's done better. I, I mean, I just, I think he's one of the most, I think he's a beautiful route runner, like, yeah. like graceful. Like he just kind of glides um, and he can, the top of his routes, we've talked about this many times at practice. Like he can just, the ways in which he can just create separation is just, it's, it's kind of cool to watch, to be honest. Um, I hope I'm not like fangirling over here, but like, I, it's fun to watch the guy. And I think he can be, I think he could be a huge piece of this offense. Huge. So- Right. Yeah. And I put this up there. Who do you, I am Jim says, who do you think should play in the slot? Well, that's Jahan. So period. End of discussion. And that guy is going to be really dangerous. The other guy too, I think there's a couple of young guys and and they're not, because when we start to get to final cuts and all that, but like Kaz Allen, you know, Mason Brooks, those guys who a lot of people were talking about early in camp still look like they have a ways to go. Yes. Like, you know, what, what have you seen from, especially like Kaz in, in particular? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think the early appeal, especially with, with Kaz is the returnability, you know, he's small, he's fast and he's done the returns and they had him take all the returns against the Browns. Um, but I don't know that you can use him regularly on offense, you, you know, can. his routes need work. Yeah. Um, not yeah. a reliable catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for most of, and they got like a, probably a handful of guys who are fighting for that last spot or two at receiver. I mean, there's not, they're in, like you said, they're, they're in that position because they're not fully developed or not a full, like a a complete guy who can contribute on special teams as well as offense. I mean, the, the one I think has the most promise and this is just my opinion just i'm watching this i really like mitchell tinsley because i like his route running i like his 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 reliability and and catching the ball how much he contributes on special teams that's going to be the big factor and that's going to be the deciding factor for that last spot at receiver it Um, will be and and yeah yeah. and yeah i mean you were the first one to go talk to tinsley after that game against the browns um so you know there's you know it was, I know that's your, that's your guy, but he has done a nice job and he, and he, he does show up in a lot of practices where, you know, yeah. he had a couple of plays today where it's like nice. The one thing I do wonder on special teams and I saw them working as a gunner 
and there was a double team that he struggled to get through. Not a, not a, certainly not a decent. And it was just one rep, but you wonder like, is that, you know, how do they see him on, is that a role they see from in special teams or do they see him in a right. different role? And you want to see where else he can fit there. Cause that right. it will, will make the difference um, without a doubt, but he's a guy that he, that kid will be here one way or another. Um, I do believe because so just about two more questions here and we'll go after the hoopla around EB style of coaching. If you noticed any change? No, no, he's not he, change. He, he said it. He is who he is. And I think I, I mean, I've talked to somebody who played for him in college today um, and he said the same thing. Yes, it, it takes some adjustment, but he he praised Evie. He you know, there were times where, you know, he didn't obviously didn't love getting the hard coaching, but that's what he needed. And right. it helped him tremendously. And to this day, he still talks to him regularly. Um, he, you know, he like, and this is what the enemy said. And this is what you can see on the practice field that, you know, the enemy is also the first one to really praise guys when they do do well. Yet yeah. You can hear his voice. Yeah. It's loud. You can, you know, where EB is at all times. And he will get on them about every little thing. And it's, you know, to keep them accountable, to help them focus on the details, um, to remind them that every little thing counts. He makes them finish their runs all the way to the end zone because even if they stop at the two-yard line, well, those two yards could be the difference in a game. Um, and I, I think that's important for this group who has come close but not, you know, you know, gotten over that yes. hurdle many times in recent years. So, um, but I, you know, he does seem like the coach that genuinely cares about his guys. And I've heard that from literally everybody I've talked to who's played for him is, you know, he's one of the first ones that will be there if you need something. Correct. So, you know, he's Adrian a Peterson loved him. Yeah. yeah. Adrian Peterson yeah. loved him and absolutely loved him. And, you know, he hasn't, nor should he change because if you start to change then it's like, then you're not doing right. who you are. You right. hired this guy. They knew what he was like. I don't right. think I don't think Rivera is complaining about it. I think yeah. he just brought up in a way, but and I don't want to rehash all that stuff, but he's not going to change. I think one thing that they seem to be excited about is they feel like the offense is now starting is has been buying in to mm -hmm. what he to how he is. And I think, you know, so no, he's not going to change, nor should he. And you know, if let me say this for somebody who if 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 whatever players don't want it, then do better, you know? Cause then yeah. if you, if you, if you guys, if they've been better then EB's not here. So, but I, the guy cares about coaching. I, right. some guys like he genuinely seems to want to make you better. And yeah. if you take that approach, then you can look at it in a different light and say, okay, that's all this is about. That's all it's about. So, um, Dave Shockey wants to know, big picture, are you more or less optimistic about the team after the last two days? I'd say the same. Um, I'd say, you know, probably the better – I'd say probably the better question is, do I feel better about the team now versus the start of camp? And I'd say, yeah, I think they have come a long ways. Um, the two days alone, these practices – they're so limited in what they show because they don't want to, you know, they know the practice is being streamed. They know fans are filming. Um, they got another team looking over their shoulder right there. They're not going to lay everything out there of what they can do. So what we're seeing is pretty limited and there are times where they're not going full speed. So, 
you have to take that into context. But I think on the whole, from what we've seen since the start of camp, yeah, it, it, they have looked better. Are there still weaknesses? Absolutely. Um, the line is still a concern for me. Um, but I like what I've seen from Sam Howell. Um, hasn't been perfect, but you can't expect it to be either um, for somebody who's played one NFL game and is transitioning to a system that's wholly unlike anything he played in in college. Um, so Except yeah, for the, I, at least the RPO part is the same, but yeah, the, RPO part, the but system like, itself. Calling all of that, like Correct. that is a right. lot. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say I'm more encouraged and more optimistic, but I still feel like there's, there's a ways to go to get to where they want to be. Right. And I, I'm, I think I, I feel okay about them. Right. And because there's still the, the question, you know, the line, will the line be good enough in, yeah. in, I don't, I don't know. We have to see more and we don't know, like we still don't know how the game planning and the scheme and the play calling will affect right. all of that because it can. And then the quick game, that's going to be a big part. How is that going to help them? Cause, cause um, how does that very well? So, right. but I have, it's funny because I feel okay with how I just, my question for with him would be, will he get the necessary time to develop to be kind of the kind of player that I think he might be able to be. And that's, you know, that comes down to situation. Are they getting off to a good start? I think they're more positioned for a good start because of the kind of camp they've had, which goes back to, and, and, you know, some of the, some of this is I, I give where I give Ron credit is going outside a comfort zone, getting a guy like EB and then letting him really kind of adapt or, or tweak their practices. Yeah. And they've been more intense. And yeah. I think that I think this team sorely needed that sorely yeah. yes. badly. And I think that, so that's been a good development. And when you have a tougher camp, typically you, you know, it should pay off. You would think it yeah. pay off, but we'll see. I think but, a lot of these guys are probably in the best shape they've ever been going yeah. into this season. I am. I am not. <laughs> okay. But I do like, so I do think, you know, I like what I like the defense and somebody brought up like Montez sweat going against Wiley in practices. Maybe that's the reason. We don't know. Like that right. could, maybe that is, but you know, Wiley is a, whatever anybody thinks he is a starting tackle in the league, whether it's here or somewhere else or starting lineman league. Um, so others may have a guard, but I think still think Montez sweat looks good anyway. So I feel, I feel okay. I don't feel, I certainly don't feel worse about him. Nothing has no, given me that. No. And it's more just, there are some questions. And again, with the offense, at what point does it click? for how, for the line, for the offense in general, because it does take time. And is a defense going to start fast, which they need in order to get off to a good start? So, just, man, if Dave they – Dave just stole my pun. I'm very did? upset about it. Dave Shockey just stole my pun about Wiley. He's a Wiley veteran. Ah, all right. There you go. And I'm going to have to add on the end on that dad joke because – that, that's where we go there. Anyway, Nikki, thanks for joining me. Thanks for sticking around for so long and answering all these questions. And thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll be back on Friday with another practice report because they get back to practice Friday. Ron Rivera is going to talk to me before practice that day. So, Nikki, get there early. So, anyway, thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time.